Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang. I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more Arsalashamatabud. Oh, <laughs> If you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that subscribe button today, maybe that notification bell too, and let's crack straight on with today's stories. Much love, guys. And our first story does follow with an update. Feel free to use the timestamps if you want to skip straight to the update if you heard the story before. And it's from NoHalf4729, titled, Am I the Arsehole for Telling Dad That He Was Selfish For Wanting To Raise His Employee's Salary? Jane has been working for my dad for five years. She was 18 when she started. She is a very hardworking, kind, and smart girl. Her parents kicked her out when she was 18. She's gotten really close to everyone. Mum loves her. She has spent the last three Thanksgivings with us. She reminds everyone of my sister. My sister passed away when she was 14. Everyone in my family has grown attached to her. She is planning to go to school to get a bachelor's next year. It is a great decision as there is no future here. My dad will retire in a few years. This is a shit business which no one will want to take over. The only reason it is able to get by is because most of the employees are old timers in it because they have nothing better to do. She would be adrift and she is a really smart kid. She deserves a real shot at doing what she wants to. My dad is upset. He is murmuring something about giving her a raise if he managed his expenses so that she would stay. I told him not to do it. I know that she is scared about moving away and living in a new area. There is a good chance she would be convinced to stay if she gets a raise. She is scared already. It is a huge change in my family as the only support system she has. I am afraid she is going to grab the raise and decide to stay. He is hoping that she will take the raise and stay. I told him that it would be a really selfish thing to do. Everyone knows that his business has no legs to stand on. She wants to go to college. She has been talking about it for years. I told him the proper thing to do to give her some money for college and wish her well and not dangle a raise he can't afford to keep her in a shitty situation which she can get away from. My dad is upset and I think I was a bit harsh about it. My mum told me that I should have been gentle and try to understand his emotions rather than lashing out at him. Lizard says not the asshole. It's one thing if he genuinely wants to help her expenses with a raise, but it's another thing if he wants to manipulate her into staying. Maybe you were a bit harsh in your delivery, but that's not acceptable behavior as her employer, especially if he cares about her. If he really wants her to stay, he can have a conversation with her as a friend, not as her employer using money as leverage. Awella says not the asshole. You're looking out for your adoptive sister's best interests. Literal says... I'm going to say no one's an asshole here. He can offer a raise. It's entirely up to her whether or not she takes it. And I can't call you an asshole for being concerned about her future. But it's ultimately not your decision. And Wu replies that saying in quotes, it's entirely up to her whether or not she takes it. And then says, this part is a bit iffy. She's 23 with no family. An employer who frankly inappropriately incorporated her into his own family and is seemingly willing to feed off her fears to make her stay. 
While the act of saying, yes, I'll stay, or no, I need to go is hers, the build-up seems to be already out of her hands. I'll tread carefully. The silver noble replies to that saying, I disagree. He's older, wiser, and someone she trusts. She's a kid who hasn't seen much of the world yet. He's trying to take advantage of all three of those things to unload a business he could not unload on someone who knows better. On top of all that, he is doing it for selfish reasons. That one says not the asshole. Your dad is though. Let that poor girl go to school so she can live her life. Say a song says, yeah, I am torn, but I'm going to go with a you're the asshole. Now, please hear me out. I understand that you you think you are doing what you think is best, but you should not be trying to discourage your father from offering her a raise. If you feel that strongly about her going off to school, you should be talking to her and telling her that you think she will have better prospects in the future should she get more schooling under her belt, because ultimately, this should be her decision. And by telling your dad not to manipulate her with the offer of a raise to keep her there, you are manipulating her into going by taking away her chance to choose between schooling and a raise. That is no better than your father in this case. And if she finds out and she had wanted to stay on at a higher salary with the thought she may one day be able to take over the business that you had cost her that by convincing your dad to not offer her that raise, it will damage and possibly cost you your relationship with her. And Chairmanka93 says, you're the asshole. This is none of your business. You can't be mad at a business for offering a raise. More importantly, why can't you let her make her own decisions and do what she wants to? Now, a lot of varying opinions in this story, so I would love to know your thoughts on it. But first, let's move on to the update to see what that says. So, update. I received a lot of varied opinions from the subreddit. I realized I was too harsh. I talked to dad, I apologized to dad, and he told me he couldn't give her the raise, and and even though he was afraid that we would lose touch with her, he wouldn't try to convince her to stay. The funny thing is, is that she has talked to me about the same thing. She is scared that we would forget about her when she moved away. I was talking about this with my mother-in-law and she suggested I look into adult adoption. I talked to a lawyer friend of dad and he said it was legal in our state. I presented it to my parents. They loved the idea and they would love to do it if she is willing. My dad talked to her about it and she said yes. The legal process will probably take some time, but I think just wanting to make the sentiment official probably helps them feel more secure. Probably helps them both feel more secure. And I think that's a wonderful update in the end. It almost sounded like from both sides, you know, there was a fear of losing contact with one another. And the adult adoption thing sounds like an absolutely lovely thing to make them, as OP said in the update there, make them feel more secure. But what do you guys make of our update? Let us know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next story. And our next story comes from a throwaway account titled, Am I the Arsehole for Telling My Daughter to Go Ask Her Bio Family for Money? My daughter, 26, is adopted. She started meeting her bio family after she had her son three years ago. I never went against her decision to have her bio family in her life. I've always encouraged her to give them a chance, especially her bio mum. But I noticed I was being gradually pushed to the side. Not just me, but the family too. No more Sunday dinners, no more trips, no more pictures, and not even weekly phone calls like we used to have. I figured she was busy being a mum and she confirmed that but her Facebook page showed me otherwise. There were tons of pictures of her visiting her bio family and tons of pictures with my grandson. 
I realized she was making excuses to skip family time with us, to be with her bio family more. Whenever her dad and I brought this up with her, she'd turn it into an argument in which she'd call us too sensitive or too jealous or not given her space to get to know her bio family better. We had one big argument and she never spoke again after she said no matter how much love and eagerness we show her, her bio family's love is greater and more natural. She stayed gone for months until her husband Thomas, who's always been struggling with heart condition, got worse. He is in the end stage of heart failure and is required to have an LVAD implant, but my daughter cannot afford it. Lately, she's been coming over a lot to talk about Thomas's condition. We do what we can to comfort her, but she brought up the piece of land we have for my 14-year-old son's education. I refused to even have this conversation, but she kept pushing for us to sell the land and help her get the device. I said I was sorry, but that will go to her brother who sees me and her dad as his parents and isn't willing to replace us like she did and told her to go and ask her bio family for the money. She was shocked and said that she couldn't believe how conditional my love for her was and I care more about being petty than my grandson's future with both parents, not a widowed mother. She started crying, calling us unsupportive and that this is the time we show her we're truly family instead of showing her unconditional love and act petty at her husband's expense. I said I'm sorry about Thomas, but that is all I had to say. She left and we haven't heard from her since then. My husband says Thomas and our grandson are innocent and maybe we should help out now, then settle our conflict later. But that is a lot of money that I feel I'm not obligated to give, even without the whole drama from her bio family. I'm upset, but I don't resent my daughter as she's struggling with a lot. But at this point, I feel like she's only keeping us around for money, given that we paid for many things in the past while her bio family did nothing. Now, I think this one's going to go down the not the asshole path. And I'm basically, and I'm basing this off a story very similar to this that we had like, must have been about a year ago now. I think it's a year. I read a lot of these stories, so you have to forgive me where that OP found their bio family and basically mirrored this story in some ways. And I can always remember one comment from it that said like, love is conditional no matter what everyone thinks. It is conditional. You treat someone like shit, they're not going to love you anymore. And just to play a little bit of devil's advocate here, and it was about the land that was set aside for son. Was there anything put aside for their daughter? And I found this comment in there from potentially Knox who said, info. Did you have a similar amount of money equal to the cost of the land set aside for your daughter's education? I'm just curious if there are questions of whether or not the daughter was treated the same as the son. To which OP replied to that saying, We did. She received the college education she wanted but struggled with keeping a job and after her son was born as well as her husband's illness, she neglected work and started depending on me and her dad for financial support. And I gotta say, in this story, it does feel like, to me anyway, that that daughter did come back into their lives just for the money that they're coming around and they're just talking about Thomas all the time. And don't get me wrong, I feel extremely sorry for Thomas and the child because they are obviously innocent parties in this. But it's a tough one. With snazzy Susie Q who says not the arsehole, she's the one showing conditional love. And if bio family's love is greater and more natural, then why aren't they paying? I want to be really petty and say that greater and more natural love wasn't enough for them to keep her and raise her, but I know that's a low blow. At this point, I would not sell the land and give her money. She has shown that she only wants money now, so it's on her to figure it out. Most states have some sort of welfare slash social services to help gravely ill people, so she should explore that option. 
I feel very sad for you and your grandson. You loved her and raised her, and now your relationship has reduced to a transactional state. She really should be ashamed of herself. A quality koala teacher replies to that one saying money was the only reason she started speaking to her parents again. She knew that the money existed and wanted to use her parents' love for her as a weak point to get the money for herself and her husband. Like every con artist, she did the groundwork first, pouring on the sob story, getting the parents reinvested in her life, then she moved on to the con. She hit them with an ultimatum, give me the kid's college fund or else I will say that your love is conditional. Her father is falling for the con. Fortunately, mum has recognized that it's daughter's love that's conditional and that even if they were willing to sacrifice the brother's future to buy her love, it wouldn't work. She's already chosen her bio family. OP, don't let your husband try to buy her love. You can offer to help her with fundraisers, but that college money is non-negotiable. She won't want your help though. She only wants the cash. You end up being without her love and being without money for son's education too. He shouldn't suffer because his parents fell for his sister's con and sold his future to try and buy his sister's love. Cat Outrageous says not the asshole. Love is always conditional. Treat someone like dirt, they will stop loving you. That's very similar to the comment that we read last time. Smudgykin says this is a tough one, but your daughter seems a bit manipulative and demanding, so not the asshole. Amazing Doomslug says, why do I get the feeling that if you have given her the money, she would continue to ignore you and your family. And if you asked her about it, she would have gone off on you for daring to think you could buy a relationship with her. Not the asshole. She chose to push you and your family, the family that raised her, to decide to be ignored until she needed something from you so that she could be with her by her family, the people who gave her up. Nosha says, not the asshole. I'm sorry, OP. That's a painful place to be in. You said she literally placed her bio family's love over yours in terms of degree and authenticity. She made clear how much she values you and all the time she spent in your life, so it shouldn't be an issue if you value a loyal son over a benefit-weighing daughter. Support her, but not at the expense of your son's education and future. There's no guarantee she will extend any kindness or support to him when the time comes if you help her over him now. And Curious One replies to that saying, yes, this is very complicated. I think the daughter's ask was inappropriate in the way it was phrased and the specific asset it was directed at, but I don't blame the daughter for being desperate to help her husband. I understand OP is hurting on many levels and her daughter definitely said some hurtful things and her denial of the daughter's request was the right thing to do, but I don't think OP's response was as tactful or compassionate as it could have been. I think OP and her husband should decide what they can contribute on a one-time or monthly basis and do that. I think they should act towards the daughter in a way that befits the relationship they want to have with her. Even if the daughter is still adjusting to balance in her relationship with her real and legal parents, her adoptive parents. With her newly discovered biological family. Even if the daughter is doing it poorly. Love her like your daughter. She is and hopefully she will come to see that she doesn't have to give up her love for you to have love for this other family and will balance her time better. Now, what are your thoughts on this story? Let us know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Next one. And our next story comes from All You Can Eat, Am I the Arsehole? Am I the arsehole for only paying half my bill at a restaurant when I was overcharged? My buddy and I went out to sushi yesterday. We go to this sushi place often and always go for the all-you-can-eat option. It's about $27. I think it's a great deal because I'm a pretty big guy and a bodybuilder, so I eat a lot. Like, a lot. I ordered eight rolls. I ate seven of them, but one of them I just really did not like at all so didn't touch it after the first bite. I expected to get charged for it because that's usually how all-you-can-eat works. If you don't finish it, you pay regular price. Well, I get the check and the total is over $100. I see that they charge me individually for every roll. I call the waitress over and say, there's been a mistake. I got all-you-can-eat. She says that while I did order all-you-can-eat, it's been voided since I didn't really touch one of the rolls. I asked why they didn't just charge me for the one roll and keep the all-you-can-eat bundle because I completely finished the other seven. She said that's not how this works. I asked to talk to the manager who tells me the same thing. I said that makes no sense and unless there is something on the menu stating otherwise about the terms of all-you-can-eat, I ordered all-you-can-eat and that's what I'd be paying for. We argued a bit and eventually I was just left staring at the bill. My buddy wanted to leave so I just slapped the 50 on the table and left. I figured it'd be enough for all you can eat, my coke, tax, the roll I didn't eat, and the tip. Well, on the car ride home, I called my girlfriend and tell her what happened. She seemed shocked that I did that and said it's basically theft and it's equivalent to dining and dashing. I disagreed and told her I was just paying for what I ordered. Well, I asked another buddy of mine who was a little on the fence. He said they shouldn't have charged me like that, but it was messed up to just leave with half the bill paid and I should have worked it out with the manager. The buddy who got the sushi with me is 100% on my side. So Reddit, you decide. Am I the asshole? Now, I've been to a couple of all-you-can-eat restaurants in the past. And I've never noticed these rules of, you know, if you leave stuff, you have to pay full price for that. I mean, I agree with it. Don't get me wrong. But I've never actually known it, it exists. I don't know if it's in the UK or I've just missed it or whatever. But I learned it in one of the a story. I think it was only last week that was in an all-you-can-eat restaurant. And someone left a bunch of food and they had to pay for it. And I learned, and you guys were telling me in the comments all about it. And it was fascinating stuff. I know, I'm easily pleased. <laughs> but this just felt too much from the restaurant to me. This felt like a not the arsehole at all. I mean, you paid for the all-you-can-eat price, the $27 or whatever it was. You ate seven of the rolls, left one, and was expecting to pay for just this one roll. Why should you have to pay for all of them? It just sounds... It just sounds like a really shitty tactic to get people to pay full price. I mean, if you was to leave like a third of that role, would that still happen again? I, I don't know what where the limit is on it. Absolutely not the arsehole to me. I think you, you paid over the odds for it anyway. But St. Alvis says not the arsehole. Man, I was all ready to shit on you for not knowing the rules of all-you-can-eat sushi. But nope, you went in eyes open. And this restaurant is behaving cuckoo bananas. And quotes, unless there is something on the menu stating otherwise about the terms of all-you-can-eat, I ordered all-you-can-eat and that's what I'll be paying for. And it says, fucking A. <laughs> but again, whilst we're on sushi, I'm not 
I don't eat much fish. I can eat probably tuna steaks, but anything too fishy and I, I just can't eat it. I wish I could though. It all looks so good. And I'm so jealous of like these sushi restaurants where they got little conveyor belts going around with little trays. Oh, it looks so amazing to sit at those. And Oh, I'm jealous of that because the food looks so good as well. And just watching it go round. On the, I just want to go in there and sit and watch this food go round. It makes me really hungry, but I know I don't like it. <laughs> but bad, bad Halloween says not the arsehole. That's not how all you can eat works. I'm surprised that the restaurant has gone away with this scam for so long. Himkanu says not the arsehole. What they are doing seems pretty shady. Leaving without getting it resolved might cause you issues, but at the end of the day, it will be decided by the courts if they take it that far. Of course, right or wrong, you can probably never eat there again. And Rupulver says, not the asshole, but, but you probably should have stayed and argued your case because if they charge you for something and you didn't pay, they could send the cops after you. That being said, I don't know what they were on about. Every all-you-can-eat sushi place I've been to has the exact same policy you mentioned. Disney Addict says, not the asshole. That is absolutely ridiculous. They're trying to take advantage and scam people. Honestly, I've never seen that rule. The only rule I've seen in those places is that they won't bring you a new roll until you finish what's on your plate. And if there are leftovers, you can't take it home. And one more from Moist Dingus who says, not the asshole. They're legally obligated to go by the rules set on the menu. Unless the menu said otherwise, they're not allowed to charge you more. I would not have paid more than I agreed to by ordering what I wanted. You could have stiffed them completely. That would have made you the asshole, but you decided to pay in full for what you should have been charged and left a tip on top of it. Good job, OP. Now, what do you guys make of this story? What would you done if you found yourself in that situation? I know it can be tough for some people. Would you have paid the full price they was asking for? Done what OP done? Would you have paid nothing at all, you cheeky so-and-so? Let me know in the comments below and we'll move on to another story. And this story is from Stowcroft85 titled, Am I the arsehole for getting the police involved after I got into a car accident? So I, female 36, was on my way home from work yesterday. I drive a RAV SUV and the road I was on and the road was up and the road I was on was a four lane one, two one way and two the other, just off the interstate. I'd pulled into the left lane, which after a couple of miles becomes a left turn lane. And in the right lane next to me was a smaller car. I didn't think anything of it when they sped up, but they cut across my lane and were trying to U-turn, which because of where we were at the time was not only illegal, but really dangerous. And I slammed my brakes, but unfortunately couldn't stop in time. I ended up slamming into the side of the other driver's car. As we were both stopped in the middle of the road, I got out of my car and went to check on the other driver and their passenger. They were teenagers, a boy and a girl. I asked if they were okay and thankfully no one was hurt. They got out of the car and looked at the damage on the car and mine and I was already calling 911. Luckily there was an off-duty EMT from the local fire department behind us so he turned the lights on his truck and pulled up to check on us. He had seen the whole thing. The kids begged me not to get the police involved because the boy that was driving would lose his license and offered to pay me off so that they could leave. I was shook and trying to stay as calm as I could. This is where I might be the asshole. When they were begging me not to call the police, I sternly told them no and that the accident needed to be reported and that I needed to report for my insurance company. The kids started freaking out and the girl called her father and told them a Karen was calling the cops on them. The boy was just sitting in the car and barely said a word. When the state trooper showed up, he gathered our licenses and registration and asked what happened. The EMT and I explained that the kids had cut in front of me and I told him how they had tried to pay me off so that they could go. 
and the kids admitted to try and pull a U-turn because they got off the wrong exit. They got off on the wrong exit. The cop chewed them out for reckless driving and pulling an illegal U-turn and went to his car to run the licenses. The father of the girl showed up not long after and doesn't say a word to me, which was fine by me, but stares daggers at me while taking pictures of the front of my car. After the trooper was done, he goes over to the kids and gives them a copy of the accident report and tickets the driver and gives me a copy of the report. Thankfully, they were insured so I can have my insurance company deal with that. The damage to my car wasn't as bad as theirs. It was drivable, but it still busted at the front side enough to need repair. Plus, as I was getting closer to home, I started smelling something burning, so I had to stop and have it towed to the dealership repair garage. My car isn't even six months old. And there is a tiny little paragraph update, which we're gonna cover straight away. It says, update, just finished up with getting the repair estimate from my dealership body shop. I'm looking at around $3,000 repair job. I spoke with my insurance company and they helped me file a claim with the kids insurance company. Just waiting on their company to give me a call back because they need to send one of their adjusters out to look at my car as well before we can move forward with this. And simply, it's a not the arsehole from me. They was reckless in the situation as consequences for their own actions. I'm guessing you followed the law on this one, called the cops, got the reports, which is good for your insurance. You don't want any loose ends with this, you know, potentially not being able to claim on your insurance, especially with a new car. So I don't blame you for what you did. But nobody says not the asshole at all. You followed the law and made sure you were protected. If you hadn't, they could have called later and say it was a hit and run and that you were at fault. Nit Sanity says the correct thing to do in situations like that is to call 911. You need the cop to issue a citation that you can use to prove the fault is not yours so their insurance pays. This is especially important in situations where it looks like you've drove into them. Thank goodness the off-duty EMT witnessed what happened. Not the arsehole. Sometimes smarmy says not the arsehole. They did a dangerous thing, caused damage to your car, and being able to use their insurance for an accident is basically why insurance exists anyways. You needed your car fixed, and who knows how much that could cost without the insurance and accident report. And Terra Corruption says, I'm going to say not the arsehole. Given your description, it seems clear that the kid was reckless and dangerous. Even if this hadn't turned into an accident, I'd still be rather miffed that a dangerous driver is on the road. I appreciate the kid was scared. First time I crashed my car, I was all kinds of a mess. Embarrassed, upset, angry, disappointed, scared. So I understand it. But at the same time, he needs to know that his actions have consequences. If they had paid you off, you've got a number of other worries. I'm a little cynical personally, so I get this might be an unpopular opinion. But had they not paid enough for you to fix your car, you'd be out of pocket for his reckless actions. Even if you got in touch, they could refuse to pay and you'd have no support as the accident wasn't reported. Not only that, but it would teach him that he can continue to drive recklessly and endanger other people because he can always try to bribe people and pay them off. This has no doubt taught him a very valuable lesson and he'd be far less likely to drive with such reckless abandon in the future, ultimately making the road a safer place for everyone. As for the girl and her dad, they strike me as the type of people that fully expect everyone else to let them get away with murder. Screw them. Now, what do you guys make of this story? What are your thoughts on all of today's stories if you choose to share them? I would love to hear your comments and just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for being involved in the channel 
it means the absolute world. And I can never, ever express that enough. Thank you so much. And if you'd like to support the channel further, never any pressure to do so though either. That's the last thing I want. You can click the join button down below for YouTube or the link tree in the description and join up on Patreon. Hugely helps out, but as again, never any pressure to do so. Thank you for your love, time and support. I will see you, I hope so anyway, in the next one. <laughs> Take care guys. Much love. Oh, it's Friday. Have a great weekend. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.